Welcome to the Window, a podcast about dining in in the South and beyond. I'm Robert Moss, the author of Barbecue, the History of an American Institution. And I'm Hannah Raskin, food editor at the Post and Courier. Well, today we're doing the making a list edition of the Window, because I think uh, Hannah and I were talking earlier, I think we're both in the process of compiling lists. Uh, you know, it's, it's the springtime, getting on towards summer. We're doing a lot of planning. I'm personally planning some some dining travel to travel around the South. And I know you're working on some some lists of your own. So we, f- we figured we'd take this this show and just talk through various different items. Every, that, yeah, everyone loves lists in yeah. the food world. So we're, but this, we're not so much giving our list as, as helping each other compile the list right now to get started. <laughs> exactly. So give you the little inside inside scoop on how that works. Mm-hmm. I think first, uh, politics, I think, is where we wanted to start uh, with at least political dining. We talked uh, a month or two ago um, on the show about uh Political dining, particularly barbecue and some of those things, and the the, the chicken bog and gall- gallivants ferry, and you know do's and don'ts when you're a politician uh, out you know, trying to eat on the on the campaign trail. Right. But I know you're you're in the process of compiling a list yourself. I uh, am, and I I assume it's that conversation that got me thinking about it, which is that so at this point we have 20 Democratic candidates in the field, um, and they will literally be in the fields of South Carolina <laughs> uh, out there eating a bunch. And I thought it would be fun um, for us to track who amongst them is I I, I can't you know no prognostication about who's actually going to win the vote, but who will win the race to eat the iconic South Carolina foods first. Yeah, and definitely South Carolina, for the least Democratic race, you know, it's a battleground state for the presidential primaries, the early state, so everyone's going to be coming oh, here. Oh, yes, so, yes, yes. They'll be they, here, and they'll be doing a lot of eating. Yep. And so in order to do this, we, you know, kind of have this set up. We're setting this up online, and we'll be running this in print soon as well uh, once I determine the, <laughs> the 15 items on my list. The 15 things that we, we were, you know, that we're going to have them set up to to race to finish. Um, they have not officially joined this race, of course. This is not <laughs> like, you know, they don't declare the way they do for the presidency. I, if they're well, running— Well, you know, if you, 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 you got to— be winning the, the money race. Right, you got to right. raise the, the money exactly. and then you got to, you got to be winning on the, the, exactly the dining right. race. As exactly well. right. So, um, so we can, I mean, we, it'll be, I guess it'll be interesting to think about who might cross off all 15 items first. <laughs> but as I said, first, we have to figure out what these 15 items are. So as you said, we talked about barbecue and chicken bog uh, the last time we talked about campaigning in the state and both of those items are on my list. Um, so I'm curious what else do you think belongs on so, it? So you, so you said chicken bog, barbecue. Mm-hmm. I put mustard sauce barbecue. Mustard sauce. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think we had agreed that if you want to win the vote, the mustard areas are going to turn out the most, most Exactly. People. So right. you got to eat some of that. Right. Would you put on there something like hash and rice? I Indeed, I did. Okay. Because <laughs> that's sort of like a test. Right. If, uh, if you can come to South Carolina and you're not from here, and someone hands you a bowl of hash and rice, and if you can just plow into it without like looking at it weird or making right, some right, kind right. of comment, because it's you know it's not it's not the it's, it's not everyone knows about hash and rice. If That's you're, right. If you're from and, and remind me, do we have any vegetarians in the group? Uh, I think Cory Booker, Booker is a vegetarian. we talked about uh, yep. last time okay. is a vegetarian. Yep. Um, Hard to do most of this list, <laughs> but definitely hard to do hash. Yeah, definitely There's, hard yeah. to do. You can do the rice. Yep. Uh, you can do the rice. Yep. Um, you know, we had, we had talked about shrimp and grits. I think you're going to if you're in the low country, you're probably I, I might put that on the list. You got to shrimp and grits have become such a pan southern kind of thing, right? Even if you're in Greenville, you're going to be eating. So I, actually, because I, I have problems with shrimp and grits <laughs> as becoming such a signature item, I listed them as two separate items. I think they're going to have to eat some South Carolina shrimp. 
I think at some point they're going to have a photo op on a dock with the last of the shrimpers, uh, you know, eating South Carolina shrimp, I hope. Um, And because, you know, uh, Anson Mills is based here, I just feel like grits will at some point figure into something. Because it's, as we've talked about, such a great opportunity to make a mistake with the cheesy grits. And so I put both of those ideas. Yeah, grits is one of those things. It's a a regional marker, right? You know, people from up north don't know what they are necessarily. Cory Booker could certainly eat grits uh, as a vegetarian, provided they don't have... uh, Bacon, yeah, bacon grease or anything <laughs> right. like like that in them. But you know, your, your basic grits certainly. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's very much a food of the yeah. people. And if you get a bowl of shrimp or grits, you've knocked two off the list. Exactly, so right, right. Good. So that's on there. I think a, one of the things I think about is country ham biscuit. Uh, some kind of ham biscuit might be on. Okay, so this is really interesting. I did put biscuit, and I put specifically, even though it is not a South Carolina company, mm-hmm. I put a Bojangles a biscuit. A Bojangles biscuit. I did. I feel like they have to, you know, at some point, I, I wanted to get some, like, you know, some actual brand names yeah. on this list. And I feel, you know, if they're going to, you know, meet some folks like the Democratic Club in whatever county, most likely does meet. At the Bojangles. What about Waffle House? Is, is there a particular Bojangles biscuit, or is it just the biscuit? <laughs> Does it have something in it? I mean, I guess the like, Cheddar Bow. Right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly we will judge them based on how they handle their order, but yeah. I, I'm just putting Bojangles. Okay, so think, in any biscuit. Okay. Any, well, not any, but any well, biscuit. Well, any Bojangles yes, biscuit. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. The Waffle House thing is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You- have I to did, get hash browns at Waffle House? I, I did not include uh, Waffle House in any way. Um, I don't know if outside the South, do people still associate with, they had that, you know, running with discrimination a few years ago. I don't know outside of the South if a Waffle House visit plays well. I just don't know. I don't, I do not know. I don't know how much that is lingering in, in people's minds. It, it isn't, it's not in mind just because I think of Waffle House as being sort of the consummate, you know, the, the classic late night. Right, kind of, late kind of night. Do those people vote? Probably not. <laughs> That's not your. It, well, it depends. Like, because you know, the interesting thing about Waffle House is the late night crowd probably not. Right. But if you go to Waffle House at six, seven in the morning, you've got a lot of your prime older voters. You know, they're. You know, I mean, I'm going to say someone who used to run political campaigns. I would send my guy or or, or lady to um to the Bojangles over the Waffle yeah, House. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Or even Hardee's. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's oh, that's where you're going that, to get the older mm-hmm. retiree crowd that's hanging very out in the true. morning. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I so Country Ham Biscuit I had on there, but uh, 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 my little shot list. But I was thinking about Tommy's Country Ham. Orium place up in Greenville, but that's a Republican. Yeah, exactly. Uh, place. So the yep. Republicans have to roll through there. I don't think the Democrats are going to be seen anywhere near there. I don't think their target voters could be would be found there. But right. but I think yeah, but yeah, Bojangles would have the biscuit the biscuit mm-hmm. angle covered. Um, you know, what about burgers or dogs? Because one of the things you got to do, you know, sort of like having a beer, Joe six pack. Person of the people, right? You know, is so, eating a, a, like, a, like a Carolina dog, you know, with mustard and coleslaw. Oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. I hadn't thought about that. I will tell you, I did put pimento cheese on the list. Maybe oh. I should amend that to be a pimento, pimento cheese burger. burger. If you're in Columbia, yep. particularly the home of the pimento exactly. burger, exactly. Yep, yep. I'm going to change that one up because it just it does feel like pimento cheese is is a fixture, and I feel yep. like they're not going to get through a, a menu cocktail receptions without it. But uh, let's go ahead and make that a, a cheese yeah, burger because uh, certainly you. a pimento burger is a I still am pretty convinced that they were originated in Colombia. Yep. Uh, and uh, so I, I would say, yeah, if you eat a pimento burger, you're yep. you're doing South Carolina, right? Yep. Okay. 
So I think we're making progress. Mm -hmm. how, how, how's your list coming? Do you have a full list yet? Uh, I do have a full list. Um, okay, so let me let me run a few other items on here by you. Um, so we some of these we've already talked about. I did put uh, fried fish. I'm sure they're going to mm -hmm. eat fried chicken. I want to put fried fish on there as well. I put, um, although this is very, again, pan southern, I put banana pudding. Um, I don't know. Is there another dessert you think that they're going to be more likely to? Yeah, I mean, you know, apple pie and ice cream and all that. But the, but that's not particularly, that's not doing the South Carolina tour. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing. Maybe a peach of some sort. Peach pie. Oh, all right. Yeah, maybe when we sub in some peach cobbler for peach that cobbler banana pudding. Peach or fried peach pie. I think maybe any dessert with peaches. Okay, great. Um, do you happen to know the political leanings of the owners of uh, Lizard's Thicket? <laughs> I do not. Okay, I neither do I. I, I haven't I, looked I, it up, but the reason I put, so I put on the list a Lizard's Thicket vegetable, just of any mm -hmm. any one of those, um, because I do remember when Morning Joe was here, the, the MSNBC <laughs> show for the last uh, primary, they were taping here in Charleston, and Micah, Mika, who I don't know if she took Scarborough's name or not at the time. She was had. The <laughs> I think difficult... it's still Mika Brzezinski. Brzezinski. Yeah. yeah. She, okay. So with it, once you've got everybody the, the, those names, Brzezinski. You think pronounce her spell yeah. Brzezinski, right? I guess you just stick, stick with, with it. it. Yeah. Uh, in any case, every one of her sides was how much she enjoyed eating at Lizard's Thicket, which made me think it must be part of Democratic politics. It, it could be. I'm trying it to think because be. you know I used to eat Lizard's Thickets all the time up yeah. in Columbia. I don't recall it having political identity. There are certain places in around Columbia that are the Democratic place Absolutely. or. Like, yep. Republican place, but I, I don't know about. Lizard. I don't know, and I, they do have enough locations that you could. They have who, a lot. Who, who they have knows? a dozen or more, right? So I, I feel like that's that's easy yeah. picking. So I put that on there. Uh, boiled peanuts. Boiled so. peanuts is a good one. Yep, yep, yep. I forget because I forget that not everybody in the country eats boiled. boiled right, peanuts. right. So I think that's another one yep. that we, is just like the grits and a good opportunity for Northerners to be like, what the heck is that? Yeah. You know, you got to prove your bona bona fides. Right, right. Not eat the shell. That's oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Do you lose points if you like put the whole thing in your I, that's mouth? That's I guess. And, yeah, I think yeah. for each of these, there should be like, uh, right? There's there's a way to do it wrong. Um, other ones, and this this rounds up. Oh, actually, wait. There's one I wanted to talk about. What do you think about liquor? See, that's tough because yeah. liquor is, is is a different thing because you ever you, having a beer is fine. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, <laughs> our uh, Joe Cunningham, our newly elected uh, member of the House of Congress from, from this district, <laughs> right. regularly has town hall meetings now at local breweries, right. which is drawing out obviously the I think yep. the, the prime demographic. Beer is okay; it's safe. You know, particularly it's a blue collar thing. You have a beer with somebody. Liquor, I don't know about that. It's, it's really tricky. It's I always mean, tricky. Um, so our state has gotten more behind its its yeah. distilleries, for sure. There is clearly here in Charleston a long tradition of drinking spirits. Well, um, Charleston's different, though, Charleston because Charleston in, in the, gosh, for 150 years has been the evil, it's called the whole city, but it's also the wicked city where Absolutely. Uh, everything was wide open. But this is going to be a bigger battleground the for the Democrats up in Greenville? than Greenville. Yeah. That's the thing. I think this goes back to the Democrat-Republican yeah. divide. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, really, I, feel, I feel like knocking some shots back. That's not like a terrible photo op. I think that could go viral. That's what I think too. I think there's a there's an opportunity here. So definitely I, on the Republican side of things because you know Greenville's still very conservative. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, the religious, you know, Baptist influence up there would not approve. You know, they may be able to let you get away with sipping a beer, but they aren't going to let you mm -hmm. whiskey. But this is the Democratic side. You know, Greenville's changed, and maybe it wouldn't hurt you as much. I think it would need to be like a local dis craft distillery right. kind, kind of deal. I don't think you're just a beer in a bump. Kind right, of, right, kind of right, 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 right. Would go over well, at least not in South Carolina. Right. So, so, um, so do you have a shot of 
So Something I, on your list? I do. I just wrote liquor, although I was thinking it would be a cocktail of some kind. I can see a cocktail. Yeah. What's 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 the the cocktail then? Like, what's what's the most Charleston cocktail or the most South Carolina cocktail? Daiquiri. Daiquiri. I mean, I mean, I, I think I, that's doesn't <laughs> that, I don't know. It feels like kind of tropical to me. Though. Yeah, <laughs> no, the daiquiri is sort of like, like I think it's kind of beachy. It sort of seeps well, in. Beach. Yeah, because oh, of the Charleston. I don't know. I'm just thinking about rum. One. I don't know. What do you think? If it's local craft spirits, it's probably whiskey well, of some sort. you took yourself down that own road. You took yourself down that road. I don't, I don't know, know what cocktail. There isn't a South Sweet Carolina tea vodka? cocktail. Oh, yeah. sweet tea vodka. If it was five years ago, yes. <laughs> but, I think the, the, that, but do you think that they would be hip enough to know that? Well, that's true. They're yeah. probably not. I mean, they, 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 yeah. they aren't on the hype curve. With right. The, but I just don't know. I don't even see sweet tea vodka around like we used to. It used to be like everybody had a little special yeah, board oh, yeah. at the true. bar. And so you'd go in and you'd see it. But how would they even know to, to order it now? Right, 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 right. Um, which for those who aren't familiar, Firefly, which is a local distillery here, produced uh, a thing called sweet tea vodka at least <laughs> five years ago. Of sweet tea vodka. Yeah, and it just sort of took mm-hmm. off and it was everywhere for like a year. And uh, hopefully they... I think they, well, all they right. banked all that money. but Well, I can strike liquor from my list because I do want someone to be able to cross all of them off. And if it yeah. is too controversial, I will. I, I, I still that. think that one to me just my gut is that that's a, still too much of a lightning rod. All right. The, well, well, we will pick up this conversation. They'll sip a local months, craft so. brew at, yeah. a, at a brewery, but not, not a – not a shot. And I hesitate to put that one on the list because I just don't, to me, that doesn't yeah. feel like South Carolina as much. So I'll, I'll leave that. I, I will put sweet tea on the list, though. I, I actually wrote sweet tea here. Okay. It's like, I'm just trying to think if you come from somewhere else and you want to show that exactly. I'm bonding with people here in South Carolina, drinking sweet tea yep. would, would, would be good. I, I, I thought red rice and okra soup, but that to me, that's like so uh, that's, local to Charleston. That yeah, that's yeah. going to be hard to get in. <laughs> I mean, we're in Charleston. It's hard to find. Yeah. I mean, th- th- those places are rapidly disappearing, sadly. But you that's could say another okra shot. just in general, which oh. could be your li- lizard thicket. Well, I'll tell you. That, yes, you could certainly eat your okra at, at lizard thicket, or you could have your hopping john at lizard thicket. Um, what I did put along those lines, um, partly because of um, Greenville, is a tomato sandwich. So, That's a good one. yeah. Does it have to have Duke's mayonnaise? It doesn't have to have Duke's mayonnaise, but, <laughs> but I assume but you get it's going to be under the guise you, of, of, of yeah. Duke. So I did put a tomato sandwich. That leaves us just two on the list, which are um, roasted oysters, because I think they'll mm-hmm. still be around. They're, they're going to be oyster oysters. Oh, roaster oysters. Yes. Oyster, oyster roast. Oyster, wait, How you be saying? It's really hard to say. Uh, yeah, but they were, will still be in the in this uh, thick of campaigning when the oysters return. Yeah, so that's like really November. But yeah, because you know, the election's not, we, we still got a long way to the election. Right. So you'll go so through all the way through the cold from November, Right, right, right. Right, exactly. So definitely they're going to be at uh, Oyster Roasts. And the last one, because I assume they will be fundraising at fancy parties, I put deviled eggs. Yeah, got to have some deviled eggs. Have some deviled eggs, speaking of dukes. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, a pretty good list. It's not bad, right? Yeah. So who do you think is going to win? Oh, it's <laughs> tough. Like, I think Joe Biden just declared his that he's officially a candidate, <laughs> right? Right before we, we recorded this. Um I'm trying to think through. I think Cory Booker's will have a tough time. That he can't. Being a vegetarian. I, the vegetarian is. Um, I don't know. I, I, somehow, do, I don't know. Do we have any, I mean, not to judge, but any any larger people? We don't have a. <laughs> There's no Chris we don't Christie. Have a Chris Christie in the race, in this is what race. I'm asking, right? Is um, there, they're all do, you, do you mean who's going to win No, who's going to win the food? Generally, or who's going to win? Who's going to oh. win the food? Yeah, 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 yeah. Beto O'Rourke strikes me as someone who he jumped he's off on diners, counters, and stuff he's like that. He would be tall getting, enough to, to, he would get into to the eat more. Too. I think he wouldn't have any. He's like. He seems like he's more. Boy, I don't know who. I would. I would put my money on either Biden or Harris. Yeah, 
I'm trying to remember, how did Harris do at, at Rodney's? Did she? she as, as I recall, she ate it, but she was talking about mostly about the cornbread later right. at, at the event. Yeah. But but I think the fact that she went to Rodney Scott's good already sign. gets her off on a good eating foot. Right. So she's, she's probably, she's got barbecue checked off the list. Well, not mustard-based. Not mustard-based. Oh, so no, she, no, no, no. So I have yeah. to catch up. Yep. But uh, I think that's a good sign that, that she's a... She's an ambitious eater. Right, right, right. Because I'm, I'm trying to think what is it other than like. Well, I'm, I'm just remembering like it, it seems like of the candidates who have come here so far. like, yeah. And it, she just like seemed to make a bigger effort to like be seen doing South Carolina things and like patronizing local businesses. Right. I, I mean, that's, that's point. pretty that's early, point. but it that did strike me. Mm-hmm. Um, as being something that seemed to be. Right. That's a good point. Cause I'm trying to think like what's indicative of someone who really is into food, but it makes no difference. They're only eating it for the campaign purpose. So you're right. Yeah. It's, it's really about. That's true. Yeah. I don't, I, the, the days are so packed. It's not right. like they're well, while I'm in South Carolina, I might as well <laughs> yeah, you right, know, take right, a, right. a side trip to eat. You know, right. it's, I'm only going to do that if it's, it's into the agenda so, somehow. Right. So if it is, so maybe it, it, if it does, if it is about supporting the people selling it, so it's whoever, I guess, has the strongest uh, local economy platform, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe Elizabeth Warren is. Yeah, that, that could be. She, yeah. I mean, she, she's definitely not eating at chain restaurants. How's, um, uh, how's Bernie going to do? Oh, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie doesn't strike me as, as, as wanting to eat any of this stuff, you know? No. You, you, now, now, now I'm going to like just paint all of right, the Northeast with it. I'll go to all the Yankees uh, from, from up, in, up in New England. But New England, you know, that's very plain mm-hmm. palate. I think, uh, you know, chicken well, bog so and mustard-based barbecue sauce. I, I don't even think about him as a Vermonter as much as an 80-year-old man from Brooklyn. That's, like, I just, that's true. This is very I forget hard. he's not really from, from Vermont, yeah. is he? Yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, an eighty-year-old um, man from Brooklyn probably isn't going to be uh, into these things either. <laughs> no, no, I, I just I can't. And he's the kind of guy who who will he'll tell you. Yeah, I can't imagine him like pretending to eat something and like it. He'll just That's tell right. you, I don't want that. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, all right, well, it'll be interesting to see. I have really no idea. So, thank you for helping me improve yep. the list. I think sure. it's I think we're in good shape. It's good. I'm looking forward to seeing the results. Yeah, check it out. So it will be um, it will be online in the next couple of weeks, and we will continue to update it. We've okay. got our political team on the case. They're going to you know send in. Uh, <laughs> so you have to basically enlist the entire political reporters to like reporting back to That's everything right. that. That's everyone right. Eats. So anytime that someone is spotted eating or they receive a campaign schedule that says, "Oh, they're at my, we're going to be at Lizard's Thicket this afternoon," then we will update the chart. All right. Well, we'll, we'll be keep an eye on we'll it. We'll be keeping an eye out for that. So um, on the topic of list making, I'm making some some lists myself. Um, you know, I'm doing the Southern Living Top 50 Barbecue again uh, this this summer, coming later later in the summer. So I'm right now in the throes of traveling around and, and, and revisiting uh, places on the list, as well as my I always have my never ending list of new places I need to try that, that that might be contenders. So I've got the barbecue thing sort of squared away. I just need more time and more room in my <laughs> you know, the the belt of my of my pants. Um, but in the process, I'm also uh, am looking for catfish restaurants as I'm traveling around. Right. Uh, this is a little longer term, but uh, but trying to track down all the great places to eat catfish in the South. And my initial thought would be fried catfish places. And I immediately thought of Taylor Grocery and, mm-hmm. uh, outside of o- Oxford, Mississippi, which is a catfish joint. Mississippi, I think, is the largest yes. catfish producing state yep. in, 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 the, in the country. So I believe they have a catfish museum. Do there you go. I may I, have to see if I can get to the catfish I, I museum. I think in the Delta, it may be just an agricultural museum, but I think it is devoted primarily to catfish at this point. So that one, and, and then 
Killing Two Birds with One Stone, Buxton Hall is definitely on my list. If you've ever had the smoked catfish, mm. actually, it's, it's it's smoked and then fried. The, the fried catfish at Buxton Hall, with the barbecue joint up in Asheville, is is really worthwhile. Rodney Scott, of course, has fried fish here. Is is it catfish that he serves? Yes, it is. Okay, yep. so I I don't think I've ever had the catfish. Uh, I've had everything. Oh, else. it's so, great. Yeah, I've heard of great things, but I mean, I always in go fact, in and... I believe I had it the day come come La Harris. Was oh, okay. There. Well, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. Rodney, I'm going to come check out the catfish there. Great. So, but I was going, and I need some more places. I start thinking about fried fish, but so much of it, like the fish camps out, you know, I guess you can get fried catfish. You can. There, but they, along with everything else. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's really, I think it needs to be a place that a little, either has like a superlative fried catfish or is, that's the focus of what they do. Right. And so I was going to see if you had any suggestions. Well, well so two things. One, which I, I I didn't hear you say it, but of course, one of the best known places in the South for catfish is Mittendorf's in mm-hmm. Louisiana. Yes. Right. Uh, which is good, but which is I have not been great. there yet. So oh, okay, okay. And I got Pesh on my list for New Orleans, which is like oh, you're a, doing fancy. Well, I don't know. I, I want to do a little bit of everything, right? Because okay. it's it's a roundup. You know? all right? It, it, can't, it can't all be just like right. big platters of fried catfish, right? So, but I had that on my list in New Orleans. So if I get down to New Orleans, which I plan on doing sometime this summer, right? Um, Mittendorf's Pesh. I'm sure there's some other places around there. Right. Okay. So when you mentioned catfish to me, the first place that came to mind, now I have not eaten there in almost 20 years. So I I do not get in your car and go there now expecting the world's best catfish because I thought it was pretty good, but it's who knows, knows? Um, which is Little Dewey in Starkville, Mississippi. And as I recall, they were known throughout the region, throughout the Golden Triangle, as it's called, um, for their fried catfish and their fried pickles. Um. Boy, it was good. It's really good. <laughs> it must be. If it's if you're to bring back memories, remember, I know yeah. memory is a powerful thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we and, used to, and, I'll tell you why. I remember, I worked at a little paper there in the next town over, which at the time had its own little Dewey location. You and I just looked online. It looks like Little Dewey's fortunes may have flagged. I, I, I felt I described it to you. I was like, oh, you know, it's this like mini chain of catfish restaurants, and now it appears to be a single catfish okay. restaurant. So, well, sometimes it's hard to you oh, know, open number sure. two and number three. Right. You know? I mean, we've had a whole economic crisis since yeah. since since I was there. But there was a man and his, his as we would not have called it then, but we call it now, his side hustle was to take orders to go to Little Dewey and he would bring back boxes of catfish to the newsroom. <laughs> he didn't work for us. He didn't work oh, he didn't for work Dewey. For, he wasn't somebody at the, at the newsroom. He no, just, he was just a guy. He's just a guy. He, 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 I mean, he may have pulled a shift in the press room. I don't, I don't <laughs> really he wasn't right. Yeah, he wasn't on staff. Right? He wasn't exactly on staff, yeah. but that's how Mississippi works. No one is exactly <laughs> formally, you know. Yeah, just a guy. He comes but a guy by, would come around. He'd have a notepad. <laughs> catfish today. Some people run numbers. He's, I, he's running catfish. He ran, he ran catfish. And I just remember being so... Good. <laughs> so good. Okay, so yeah. that one's definitely that's definitely on the list. Mittendorf and Little Dewey. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, I, I have had, and I'm just so glad you're doing this because I feel like that's not. A, I don't think catfish gets talked about enough. No, and that's what I realized when uh, the editor approached me. I was like, Yeah, you know, I love fried catfish, but I just, I, I, I immediately thought of Taylor Grocery, and yep. but, um, but there's just not that many places it, I think of. And I'm, I'm sure that once. I start digging into it a little bit more. They'll come out of the woodwork. <laughs> right. No, it's great. I, I moved. So after I was living in Mississippi, I, I must have, I guess I missed Little Dewey. I don't know <laughs> that. I then moved to Tucson, Arizona. And, and I would go to the Not a lot of catfish in Tucson, Arizona? No, but what you had, like you had to ask the guy at the, uh, I'm trying to remember what the big uh, chain out there is, but, you know, at the grocery chain. <laughs> um, and it was like 35 cents. You know? <laughs> like nobody wants it. And I just remember it being so delicious. Yeah. I used to cook it a couple times a week. I love catfish. Well, that's the uh, thing about catfish. It's, it is cheap. 
fish. It's cheap. And that's why you eat a whole mess of it. Right. Fried up, you know, just... It's so good. It's so good. And now that I think of it, I will keep thinking uh, about this over the coming week because I know I have been to some great little fish shacks. Um, I'm thinking particularly in Texas. I believe Texas has a has a pretty strong. I think it, you know, yeah. Tradition. I bet if we start getting into Mississippi, where all the, it's got to be a ton of it, it, it scattered oh, around Mississippi. I just oh, you know. Mississippi is plenty, but Texas, Texas I feel like has its own catfish tradition, and I also feel like I had some great catfish in northern Florida. Um, now I don't know if that's if we're. I assume that's all river catfish. Yeah, they've got rivers all over the yeah, place. Yeah, there's rivers all yeah, over. Yeah, Florida's filled But, with you know, rivers. these days it's all, you know, catfish ponds or everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so it's all pond rays. Yeah, yeah, the Florida I think of is like various kinds of smoked fish, particularly. Uh, oh, no, there's a catfish tradition there for sure. I am, I am certain. Right, so I think I'll be heading south. I think you'll be heading south. I am certain I've had great catfish in both Texas and Florida. And I hope listeners maybe will remind me as to where that yeah, was. Please, if it was such, it, anybody's such, listening, it was such let a us know. reverie. I have forgotten <laughs> all of the details. It was just kind of me and my plate of fish um so yeah i'd love to hear more about places that, okay yeah that please send them in when, help me help me build that list awesome all right well so one more list uh this you mentioned this to me just a little while yeah. ago and i said oh that's interesting it's it's not a list of like best of or list of places to visit it's a price list mm-hmm. uh and a little different price list than the, the different what you typically see and then at a bar in particular right right so um ken vidrinsky who's a longtime mm-hmm. restaurateur here um owns both luca and um coda del pesca Pes- i don't speak italian <laughs> <laughs> tail of the fish yes out, out on uh, isle, isle of palms. palms and so he's expanding his 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 footprint there on isle of palms yep. it's, yeah it's always so it's interesting because uh coda del pesca which i love it's mm-hmm. a fantastic restaurant great pasta great seafood but it's like on the second story building one of the few oceanfront restaurants in all of Charleston mm-hmm. on the beach yep. at Isle of Palms and it was always above the Banana Cabana which is just like the kind of dive bar you would go where you have like those really sweet tropical drinks but made with like you know the artificial the artificial coloring mm-hmm. mix kind of stuff and a lot of beer um, that closed down mm-hmm. a while back and it sounds like what Ken and sw- uh, picked up the spot. Right. So he's opening and he's, he's stressed that this is not like his other places, which are places where you would go and spend, you know, $36 yeah, it, on an entree. It's some of the best pasta least, anywhere. Very fine, it, it, high very end, kind, right, great right, wine. Right. This know. is truly a bar. Um, and he's, you know, it's a beach bar. And so I think he's embracing that. But one of the things he announced um, in announcing this restaurant was that he'll be offering locals pricing, um, which means that a local pays 50 cents fewer for a drink than someone who isn't local. <laughs> and did he have a real uh, or an explanation for why? Other than, you know, obviously you want local traffic and all that. Well, to be fair, I've just I've just opened the email I received from him asking him to <laughs> elaborate on this. Um, and he says, uh, tourists pay more, locals pay less. Uh, the main reason is I wanted to create some loose fun banter between my bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how they're going to explain this That's to right. the irate out-of-towners. Right. He says, every good bartender pours heavy for regulars and locals, so I might as well empower them to do it at their discretion. Hope you come in and have fun. <laughs> 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 he didn't tell me which price I get. I guess that's all to find out. I oh, don't that's right. So, so, so by this, definition, do you have to like show a driver's license? Right. So is this that? is the interesting thing. So there is a um, a man, yeah, especially because just as a backup, if you're not from Charleston, you can live here 30 years, and certain people in Charleston will not think you're a local. You're, right. You're, that's what I meant. That's really what here. I meant. Yeah. Exactly. So do right. you have to have a birth certificate or just a driver's? Right. License? So I turned to a man named Robert Phillips, who is really considered the the ultimate authority on differential pricing. 
And this man is so good at pricing. His title is Director of Pricing Research at Amazon. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, he's not he's an academic. Well, he's a, he started as an academic, and now he's, but he's so good at pricing that he was last at Uber, and now he's at Amazon. Okay, so he's pricing at setting scale. Setting prices, yes. <laughs> so he really knows a thing about setting prices. Like this is, he is like one of the best in the world. How on earth did you find out about this guy? I'm a reporter. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> but the amazing thing, I really want to give credit to Robert Phillips because I was as good as my reporting may be. I couldn't find an email address. I emailed, I got in touch with him via LinkedIn, and he got back to me like within minutes wow. with a uh, yeah, a whole response. He's, he was very interested in, in Vidrinsky's strategy. <laughs> so what he said, first off, is it is it's legal, if anyone has any question about that. But you have to be very careful to keep it legal because you have to make sure you're not overlapping with any protected categories. Um, so there are certainly places where the idea of local could also, also have a racial dimension. Um, that is not okay. You yep. cannot um, – and it, it's interesting because – and we'll talk about this on a future episode. I've been working on a project about um, dining integration. And, of course, one of the things that many restaurants did to try and fend off desegregation was to issue two separate menus. Mm -hmm. So you can come in, but one menu has – the prices are five times as much, and that's That actually, menu. believe it or not, and um, that was continues. going on in 1867. Oh, I was going to go the right. other way. I was yeah. going to say no, it was – No, from the very beginning, there's a – That's right. People made a – I didn't really realize this until I started doing all the, yep. the research, how many civil rights acts there were in the 19th century. Right, but right. One of them, which was guaranteeing public accommodations, that was a st typical strategy. All of a sudden, the prices are 10 times more That's if you happen exactly to right. be an African-American person. That's right. And people. so where I, where I thought you were going with that was to say that they just got in trouble about this in well, Myrtle no, Beach this is, like 10 years ago. <laughs> so this is not— Yeah, this, this is—, is it's oh, old right. as uh, right. it's trying to integrate back, restaurants. And it still continues. It, it is currently totally illegal. Yep. Um, so you have to be very careful with that. So you can't say locals and by locals means something else entirely. Um, and so then the question is um, – what is a local? So as as he put it, so it's like, are you a local if you're from the county, from the city? As you say, <laughs> how long do you have to have lived here? He said, so as our he's like, what if you were born in Charleston, but you moved Ooh, away? You're visiting. <laughs> you're visiting. Visiting family. Yeah, visiting family. Now, you could be here. You could have family going back eight generations, and then you have me sitting next to you. I've lived here six years. You haven't lived here in 20. Yeah. Which one of us is a local, if either? It's getting into it's getting it's, very philosophical very quick. <laughs> right. So, right. So, yeah. Um, he Robert did not think Robert Philip, our, our man at Amazon. Um, he thinks it could pretty it could backfire pretty quickly uh, because he says it will see be seen as a tourist surcharge, uh, which is nobody likes. Yeah. Nobody likes to be fined for being. In fact, people don't want to be, I mean, he didn't say this, but no one even wants to be reminded they're a tourist. Yeah, in some ways, we were, we were talking with Mickey uh, oh. from Charleston Grill yeah. last episode. That's not terribly hospitable to your guests from out of town. <laughs> you know Couldn't be less hospitable. Yeah. <laughs> charge you more. Right. But I don't know. I, I, all I'm doing is presenting the problem. So I, uh, I, I like the idea, though, because one of the things that, you know, in a, living where we do in a, in a city with huge tourism business is that there are all these additional taxes, tax, hospitality taxes for hotel rooms and, you know, and, and things are tacked on because the idea is it will soak the tourists, not the locals. But, right, but if you're a local, all the time. Yeah, if you ever need a hotel room yeah. in Charleston, you're paying that. Right. If you're going out to eat at a, at a restaurant with your, right. uh, your, your, the airport fees that you pay when you buy tickets you right. know, at the airport. And right. Like that, right. Right. Uh, and I think part of what Ken is saying is true that there is this idea that locals do get a benefit. So why not just 
explain that, you know, and then it has not been as true in Charleston the last five years that locals, I mean, I remember talking to Dick Elliott about this when he sold off his restaurant and said, you know, it used to be as a local, you didn't even need to make a reservation. You, no. There was a table for you because you're a local. That has not happened in a long time. Well, Charleston's a lot bigger. A lot than, bigger. <laughs> than yeah. Back yeah, when yeah. we could tell you're a local because I just, I see you and I recognize you. Yeah. Because you're, you're walking in the door. Right. So, uh, Emery, I mean, did you? Have, I feel like this is your department. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, like, it feels to me like my hot take was this is just gonna destroy your Yelp page. <laughs> right? I mean, like, you're, you're. Does he not want tourists to come? Because that's what's gonna happen. Well, like, there is. You know, that's uh, what the word's gonna get out there, and it's just gonna be like, oh, this place charges a fee to be right? it for tourists, and so don't, so don't yeah. go. And so maybe he's planning that. But the question is, would locals be so appreciative of that stance that they will make up for all the right. tourist well, businesses? Yeah, that and now there are the that sort of genre of tourist town bars where the the servers curse at you and they're rude <laughs> and they have like you know sort of scandalous names and things like that. So maybe he's he's, he's going down that path of like I'm going to get Yelp blowing up and I'm going to get and people will come in and you know because it's that bar that only wants locals and therefore right. I'm going there. So maybe maybe a perverse way it might it might work in his favor. I suppose. I mean, I don't know, too, if it reflects like, and obviously Ken's been here a long time and he does understand locals, but it seems like locals want more than just 50 cents. You know, like, Yeah, if it was like, a, they, 50 cents doesn't seem like quite enough of a premium. 50 cents doesn't seem like a reason. Like, yeah. I'm not going to drive all the way out to IOP just because for 50 cents. Like, that doesn't make <laughs> a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I feel like they, they want a little bit more. Like, yeah, 50 cents doesn't cover it. Because I guess when I'm thinking of some of the restaurants on Folly Beach, which is in the opposite direction, another kind of beach, there are bars and restaurants there that I do think of as very local. And it's not because they're giving out 50 cents. It's because they're serving goat curry. or You know, <laughs> tourists are like, I don't know, I'm not messing with that. And I just feel like that in some ways sends such a clearer message than two quarters. Yeah, it's funny how different in character the, the beaches are. Like Folly is so different from Sullivan's Island, which is so different than Isle of Palms. Isle of Palms is definitely the most, I would say, Tourist of the beaches. Sullivan's Island doesn't rent do weekly right. or even monthly. I think vacation rentals. You, you can do weekly, but it, it, well, you, you can't rent it, on Sullivan's. You can't rent houses by the week. Oh, like, maybe you can sublet because I know. Yeah, I, you can sublet. Okay. You can do yeah, that, but yeah. but they don't. You don't have their standard like where there's a realty company and you just sort of that's call them up right. and rent for that's a week. That's right. That's right. They don't, that, I, that's what yeah. IOP does. Exactly. You know, so you have a lot more people who are just sort of sort of pure tourists. Sullivan's Island tends to be people who have family who have houses and go way back and. Right. You sort of have to, to be able to afford those those right. houses. Um, and then Folly is sort of like the edge of America. So it's a different world <laughs> yeah, altogether. Totally. It's not the same since they, they uh, stopped letting you drink on the beach in Folly. So you don't have all the, the fist fights in public like you used to. But So, so uh, what what was the what's the process of verifying it? Like, How do they know? If someone's a local? Yeah. I, it sounds like he's used the word discretion. So it's not like it, it, it's not a license. Yeah. I don't. I think. Remember, he said he wants to create conversation. Yeah, you see, because I like, don't think there are you get that. It, it, but like, what, what does that mean? Does it mean like you, you sit down and the first thing your bartender is like, <laughs> "Are you a local or a tourist?" And like, I don't. I my guess, based on having sat at a lot of bars, is that by the time you're ringing out, they know. Bartenders should know, yeah. right? Don't you think? Yeah. They'll get a sense. They're, and they get a sense if you call, meet their di definition of local. There are actually places – one place that commonly does that is museums. Um, and, and those type of places will ask you when you're buying your ticket what oh, your zip code right. is. Um, when, when, and part of they doing that just to capture where the visitors come from. But but some well, places actually money. do have uh, – what's 
Well, the, the tax money. I feel like they're, oh, they're right. It's part of the. They've taken a lot of taxpayers' money to build yeah. a museum, and then, well, I think they're trying to show like hey, well, here we're serving the community, et, right. et cetera. But I think there are some that do give a local discount. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're from, um, you know, you're from from the area, you can get a discount on admission. Right. But that's a little different than a bar, so right? I guess no. you're right. I mean, the bartender could just sort of say, well, obviously if they're carding you, mm-hmm. you know, that they've got that going right. for them. If you're on the younger side. Uh, but you can always say, "Hey, so where are you from?" You know, mm-hmm. it's not hard. That's a right. That's right, a but like even licenses when it when it because no, like so many people really here like don't live. even have like you like you're a CFC student or something and like you live here but you don't maybe you know yeah. you're you have whatever state you're from like you're from North Carolina or something and you don't have you haven't even like updated no, your license. Yeah, but does that right. mean a CFC but student? Again, local? We're, we're only talking about fifty cents. I know. <laughs> like, right. yeah. like I sort of feel like if you said like, "Can I have that discount?" They'd be like. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. fifty cents. Right. You know? Like yeah. it was twenty percent off your bill. Right. Now you're talking. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So that's the that's the funny thing. So I guess I guess he was totally right in doing this because now we've given him like twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean of air I was time. about to say we're, we're talking the, about it. We're talking the, about it. He got it, the so. publicity he wanted. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like the idea just because it, in some ways, like shake it up and see what happens. <laughs> let's, <laughs> right, no, let's see that Yelp page. I, I, there. I mean, I and because I am all for creativity and pricing. Like, I, you know, all, all I, I think the idea of, you know, dynamic pricing and very price. I, I'm all for it. I don't know if this is the best example. What's, uh, Robert, what's his name from Amazon? Uh, Phillips. Robert, I bet he would have some really interesting ideas about how to do variable it, surge pricing at bars. You know, oh, that would be, I wish, I wish it would take, I mean, obviously we have happy hours, so it's, it's not like an unknown concept that it, um, well, well it that's is in the some states that's where not, it's see, illegal. What's but, that? But that's the flip side of like happy hours, lowering it. Right. As opposed to surge pricing, which. Right. Where it goes one of those up. bars is like six feet deep and, and people aren't leaving. Right. Well, I'd love to have some surge pricing there. Because you know, this guy's been here for seven hours. Right. That's what I'm saying. Happy hour is the most primitive example of this. Um, but it would, so it would be cool if it got a little more right. sophisticated. Innovations in pricing. And that is all for this edition of The Winnow. We recorded today's episode in the local podcasting studios at the Post and Courier building in downtown Charleston, We're South Carolina. local since forever. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to The Winnow, help other listeners find us too. Just go to iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you access your podcasts and like us or leave a rating. The Winnow is a production of the Post and Courier and Palmetto New Media. Our producer today was the listed... Listed as an adjective? All right. J. Emery Parker. Our theme music is by the Bluestone Ramblers. Until next time, I'm Robert Moss. And I'm Hannah Raskin. Get out there and eat. <laughs>